Hello, and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that normally explores compelling themes and some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Chris. I'm Brittany. But today, we're actually going to do another of our sorting chats. We are. So today we'll be talking about The Hunger Games, and specifically the first book in The Hunger Games, The Hunger yeah. Games. So we'll talk about the character, some of the characters that we know best from those books. We'll leave off some characters that we get to know better, like Haymitch or Prim, for pre, uh, future sorting chats. For previous ones? For previous ones, yeah. We're going to go, go back, back in time and, and do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we're gonna, that's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, we're just going to sort some of uh, the characters from The Hunger Games into the four Hogwarts houses. Indeed. So, obviously, we should start with Katniss. We should, yes. And where to put her? I think she's a Gryffindor. Is she a Gryffindor? I think so. I don't know that I would put her as a Gryffindor. I think she's totally a Gryffindor. She, like, does what she thinks is right no matter what. I don't know if she does what she thinks is right. I think she does what she thinks is strategic to do. Right, for her own ends, though, right? Like... She Yeah, but see, I think the whole first book and most of the second, it was just about her own goals. It wasn't about, like, what I feel is right in, like, a larger sense mm. as far as, like, principles go. Like, it was just, it took her a really long time to get to the point to, like, care about people other than just, like, just her immediate. Because I think of Gryffindors as people who will like die for a cause because of the cause not because it's necessarily going to do anything for them or their family but because like i'm going to go down and face you know uh whoever this person is probably you know they think snape right in book one because somebody has to protect the sorcerer's stone and i don't think katniss would ever do that see i think she kind of evolves to be a little more like that by the end but I don't think that's naturally who she is. But that's the thing is I think that she, as she gains more agency, she does have more room to be that way. She right? does. So yeah. by the third book where she takes advantage of the opportunities that are given to her to go out and try to hunt down snow or to kill coin or to do these things that will result in her own death. Like she is willing to die for what she thinks is right. She is willing to do these things whether she is going to be popular or not because of them. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the first book, she's caring mostly about herself and her family and the few people around her because that's all she has the power to care about. You know, I think that that yeah, a, a more think... principled uh, Gryffindor, like a Harry, would just refuse to participate in the Hunger Games. So she's not like that far Gryffindor, but I see her more of that than I don't see her being ambitious. I don't see her being ambitious, but she's super cunning mm -hmm. and super resourceful. That's true. Right? So I think, because like, I'm kind of comparing her to PETA, right? Mm -hmm. And like first book PETA, he like from the very beginning, he's like, I don't want these games to change me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm concerned about because he cared about people too, you know, which he reminds Katniss at some point. He's like, I have people I love too. Like you're just thinking about the people you love. Mm -hmm. But he, you know, he had these principles that he stuck to, you know, and for her it was like, it was just survival. Yeah. But he so. stuck to them in certain ways too because he was also very strategic and manipulative in the way that he was broadcasting himself oh right? totally totally but i think I, i'm not sure about her i feel like maybe she would be a slither door 
A griffin? No, a Slytherdorus, how you'd say that, yeah. Yeah, I see, definitely see her somewhere in between. Like, I think that she mm-hmm. maybe doesn't have as much principle um, as as other Gryffindors might have, but she mm-hmm. also doesn't have the same uh, ambition that other Slytherins might have. Yeah. I mean, she has definitely has the defiance mm-hmm. of a Gryffindor, where she's like, well, I'm just going to hang Seneca Crane, mm-hmm. you know, during my thing, or I'm going to shoot at, you know... The, the game makers which is very hairy like i think totally. but yeah she's very brave she's very yeah and, and she will stand up and, and do what she can but um she, she definitely she is does absolutely seem very a little, resourceful a little too complacent though for a gryffindor that's why i yeah i would put her somewhere in between okay i can see that yeah well then let's go on to pita let's go on to pita i think he's a griffin puff okay. with a strong Slytherin strand as well. Ooh, where's the Slytherin strand coming? Well, I think, again, it's the cunning and resourceful. Mm, yeah. Because, like, he can lie like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he can just, like, manipulate an entire population. That's true. He's extremely charming, and he's able to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... And, like, even though he is super loyal, right? He's super loyal to Katniss. Mm-hmm. But I think he's more Gryffindor than he is Hufflepuff. But he is hardworking. He is hardworking. He is patient. He marries Katniss, so he has <laughs> to be. <laughs> he is patient. But, like, when I think of him, I think of, like, the kind of a lot of that core principles. You know, that he, like, in book two, when they're on their victory tour, mm-hmm. and he just, like, says, I'm going to give uh percentage of my my uh what is it called the winnings or yeah whatever. the winnings like every month to these two families like he didn't have any loyalty to those families it was because he saw it and he was like this is the right thing to do mm-hmm. so yeah he's also hard yeah these characters are more complex than other characters <laughs> <They> certainly are <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you shouldn't put one person into one of four boxes Almost, almost <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I would lane him more Hufflepuff than Gryffindor, but I definitely say he's between the two. Yeah, yeah, okay. Gryffindor and uh, Slytherdor mm-hmm. so far. Well, let's go on to Gale. Okay, Gale would be a Gryffindor. Yeah, he'd be a Gryffindor. Yeah. And we see a lot more of that definitely in the later books, but that like. What he thinks is right isn't always right. Totally, yeah. But he believes in it, mm-hmm. and and that's that's what's important. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think he does have a little bit of Slytherin in there, too, because, like, he got uh, uh, kind of rose in the ranks a bit in District 13, mm. and then after everything happens, he ends up uh, helping and being in charge of District 2 and all of that, so I think... Yeah, I think he has a, a bit of that in him, but I think he's but, primarily just a Gryffindor. Yeah, because I don't see his, like, in his competition with PETA, I don't see him, his interactions with PETA as being, like, a Slytherin-type interaction. I see it as mm-hmm. being a Gryffindor type of rivalry, you know, hmm. um, where it's, I don't want this person gone or dead or just to be better. I just want to be chosen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't think that he necessarily... Because <laughs> that's how Slytherins are. I want this person dead. Yeah. Like, I think that they would, they would... Like, for them, it is about, like, 
they want to be better. They want to, like, win for the sake of winning, right? For having that mm-hmm. ambition. Mm-hmm. Whereas for him, like, he wants to be chosen, but he doesn't w- have any ill will towards PETA at all. He doesn't have any, like, comp- competition with PETA, I, mean, I don't think. He has a little bit of ill will, but, like, not, not a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think he's just a Gryffindor. Yeah. Well, let's go on to some of the other characters outside those mm-hmm. main three. What about Effie? Effie Trinket. Effie Trinket. What is she indeed? I mean, I, she definitely has some Slytherin there. She She's For very sure. ambitious. But I think she's also very Hufflepuff mm-hmm. because she's like so distraught and like, you know, wants the, like in book two mm. and wa- gets the little, uh, uh, what's it called? Like, I don't know. She just feels like this is her team. Yeah. And... But I think that she only gets that after they bring her success totally, totally, for that yeah, ambition. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I see her somewhere between Slytherin and Hufflepuff, but I, she's I say she's more She's not very cunning. Mm-hmm. She's not... I don't know if she's resourceful, but she's ambitious. It sounds like she's able to do her job well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you never hear Hamish, like, complaining about her ability to do what she needs to do. Cinna seems yeah. to, like, say, like, oh, she, like, like listen to Effie, you know? Like, she does her part of the team building well mm-hmm. um it's not a great job and it's not you don't know, need a lot of cunning for it necessarily but yeah i'd say that she does it well i mean she thinks she's cunning with that <laughs> whole sure. uh <laughs> what was it if you push uh the ash together it creates a diamond or a pearl or oh no a pearl mm. she Pearl. Yes, yes, yeah. that's not how that works. But but she thought she was being cunning there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, oh, Effie, Effie. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Cinna then? Cinna, I think, would have to be a Gryffindor. Everything, he's super brave and it's all about his ideals, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would also put him maybe with some uh, Ravenclaw. I, I'd see some Ravenclaw in him too, yeah. Because he knows like like his creations are like an art and he knows fabric and materials and all of these things like so well but he's not doing it for the ambition and the prestige uh he seems to just enjoy the thing but then he has those principles too so yeah i would i would kind of see him as a raven door I can see that. Yeah, I definitely see that there's a lot of artisanry there, right? Where he mm-hmm. he understands his craft in such a way that he he sees through the kind of facades of that like his team go into of, of having different colored hair and these wild outfits, right? Mm-hmm. He is very stylish and he's over the top in compared to our society probably. Uh, not really. All he had was his little... His little uh, gold eyeshadow. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's not something that typically we'll, we'd see for us. Like, it still has yeah. hints of being, he's in from the capital. Yeah, yeah, there's a tiny, tiny bit of flamboyance there. Yeah, but he, he, you know, understands what's necessary and that's all he, he does and that's all he cares about, right? He's not about mm-hmm. making a message, he's about kind of doing this for its own sake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so maybe Griffinclaw. Okay. What about Rue? Oh, Rue. I don't know. Where would we put Rue? I think Rue's between Ravenclaw and Slytherin because she's very cunning and she's very, like, mm-hmm. critical, right? She's able to use um, 
like 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 she is wit, you know, and and in mm-hmm. her way that she interacts with people, and um, you know, she is able to survive as long as she is, and she's able right. to help Katniss with the tracker jackers and all these kinds of things mm-hmm. because of of yeah her her cunningness and her resourcefulness and and her wit. So mm-hmm. yeah, and and she was though, wasn't she? I don't know. Now I'm I'm kind of forgetting the details. But was she the one who kind of made up the whole? Um, like whistling code for back in District Eleven. I don't think that she made it up, but she's oh, the one who told okay. Katniss about it. I yeah. believe. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's a really good point. And and I think that that's the other thing is that she, for such a young child, you know, a young mm-hmm. girl, she is such a a competent understanding of the way things work. And she's not going to school, you know, she's going to school even less than Katniss is because she's harvesting. Totally, right? yeah. But she is still so kind of. Yeah, she's able to understand and comprehend things in a really, I think, Ravenclaw-type way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. What about Thresh? So we don't learn a lot about Thresh. We don't learn a lot. But we do see, I mean, his his big moment is when he refuses to kill Katniss, or he saves Katniss's life, because he heard that she saved Rue, or she mm-hmm. honored Rue. Yeah. And that's pretty Hufflepuff, yeah. Yeah, I think he's definitely Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the little we see of him, like... The fact that he he saved Katniss, killed Clove, all based on this one person that he knew. Yeah. Even though it was putting him in danger. Mm-hmm. And ultimately led to his death, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's and we don't off. hear that, you know, clearly they have different families, so it's not like they're related or anything else that, that kind of we see there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is some kind of loyalty there that has been gained, you know. Uh, that and isn't... maybe it's loyalty to his district, loyalty to his people, loyalty to... to this young girl he experienced these things with, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and he is an older person. Like, yeah, so I, I think that there's some interesting interesting things there to his... That I'd love to see more, to have seen more of. Mm-hmm. Agreed. What about Foxface? I think she's a Slytherin because she's super cunning and super... Uh, resourceful Mm -hmm. she makes it to almost the very end with no real skills Mm -hmm. (laughs) except her resourcefulness yeah her like only stealing exactly as much as she needs to Mm -hmm. her watching to see the path to the mines Mm -hmm. yeah um where she she knows when she should be uh engaging and when she shouldn't be Mm -hmm. yeah she uses what she has like super strategically so that she's able to i mean in the end if she hadn't eaten those poison berries mm-hmm. maybe she could have won yeah yeah go fox face Ooh. so that brings us to Cato and clove to kind of end yeah they they we don't learn much about either of them but they're both Mm-mm. pretty sadistic <laughs> i um, guess they they both clearly have trained for this and want to be part of this. Exactly. I think that's one of the main things that would make them Slytherin is that they are so, like, their ambition is to be a victor. Mm. And they're willing to, you know, risk their life, everything, just to be this victor. And it's, it's not even like other districts where they don't have as much so it's like this would let my family not starve to death right you know it's that no this is this status that we want to 
achieve, right? I think you do see a tiny bit of maybe Hufflepuff in in Cato mm. because he was so mad at um at Thresh for killing Clove that yeah. he like hunted him down. Uh yeah, on his own like in the rain. And so I think he did have some loyalty to her. I I think because of his ambition he wouldn't have thought like had a second thought of killing her right but it was once they said oh two victors from the same district can win then then he was like fine having that loyalty to her and was like super mad when when she died yeah yeah absolutely but overall probably slytherin Mm -hmm. yeah i'd agree cool well, I think that's gonna gonna do it for our stuff today. We'll, we'll we'll talk more about some other characters next time we do a sorting chat for Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I I see yeah, it's funny how how many of them are in between two houses at least. Absolutely, and most of them have a Slytherin component. That's true. Yeah. Like, um, it was I mean, really maybe only... being in the Hunger Games maybe brings that out of you. <laughs> you gotta be resourceful. Yeah, absolutely. All of all of the tributes who died really early, they didn't have the Slytherin component. <laughs> that was their problem, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all those Hufflepuffs yeah. and Ravenclaws. But then, like, it'll be interesting for next time when we talk about, like, Wyrus and Beattie. Totally. Yeah, is they're yeah. Slytherin there, and they're, they're champions. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're victors, so. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. let's, uh, let's wrap up for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Geek Between the Lines. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. Send us your own sortings uh, for Hunger Games or any of our other geeky properties. You can also go to our website, bit.ly slash geekbetweenthelines. Or go to our Patreon site at patreon.com slash geekbetweenthelines. As we discussed last week, next week we'll be doing Hunger Games and we'll be looking at trust in Hunger Games. Yes. Um, so continue to look forward to that. How many Slytherins have a bunch of trust? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> How hard is it to trust when you're surrounded by Slytherins? <laughs> <laughs> but until then, geek, geek out. out.